in that case, let's run this intro. Let's get this papping. Hit him with the intro, see? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends. We are here with another episode of the Osa and Abe podcast show situation entanglement. I don't know what we are at this point, but we we we're here. That's what we are. Okay, we are excited today for me- multiple reasons. Number one, we are T minus eight days away from Nigerian Independence Day. Okay, so just know, people, next week on next week's episode, we turn it up. Okay, we are. It's going down. All right, there will be a, a line of bottles of Malta this high. You're just going to see my eyes. That's it. You're going to see my eyes the whole episode. Okay, it is what it is. We're also excited because we have a special guest on today. I will let my dear friend and brother, Abraham, do the honors. Here comes the alley-oop. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Um, first of all, I am so hyped, so excited to introduce a special guest because this is a member of my family, um, my little cousin, uh, Dalapo Balogun. She is here. Um, Some stuff about her. First of all, she is a former D1 athlete for Southeast Missouri State as well as San Fran. So, you know, she's been traveling across the U.S. Uh, She's also getting her master's in sports management and she has her bachelor's in sports nutrition or yes sports nutrition if i'm correct my phone just died so i can't look at my notes but feel free to correct them if you're incorrect <laughs> Facts. i was about to say dietetics <laughs> D- dietetics there we go because she's going to be a dietitian um, and she's also an aspiring sports nutritionist who ho- hopes to uh, one day open up her own private practice, which is so dope, so dope. Uh, but she has many talents, one of which, and one I'm really excited about, is her loungewear that she re- debuted last month, well, this month, but September 1st, called Dillies, uh, Shop Dillies. And, you know, T-shirts, crew necks, long sleeves, T-shirts, and hoodies, they fire. And they're so unique. And I'm going to definitely let her get more into that. Um, she hit us with, oh, first of all, she's she's from Jersey, like your boy. And like this podcast, she's also Nigerian, Yoruba, to be exact. So we shout out to that. We salute that. Shout out to, to the family. Uh, fun fact, her top five. And in no order, in no order, because she doesn't want to commit controversy. Her top five uh, rappers of all time are Biggie, Tupac, Lil Wayne, J. Cole, and I hope she didn't say Drake. She didn't no, say I Drake. Didn't. Was it Drake? Okay, okay, good. I forgot number who the fifth she one. She knows is. better than that. She okay. knows better than to list that blasphemer who said he created Afro. So, so who was fifth? Oh my god, I don't know. What did I say? My mind's all over the place. You said you said Pac, Biggie, Wayne, Cole, 
Jay Z. Jay. Oh, Jay. Yeah, Hove. All right. You, you know, it's it's pretty solid and safe top five. But um, without further ado, you know, Delapo, just just hit hit us with it. You know, let us know what you're about. Let us know anything we're here to learn to to engage lift. You know, especially you know, let us know about that October first. I'm on that. I'm on that immediately, as soon as possible. Yes. So, um, yeah, like he said, my name is Delapo. Um, I was a former D1 athlete at Southeast Missouri State and University of San Francisco, um, where I played basketball. Um, I tore my ACL my junior year um, at SEMO. So that's how I ended up with at USF with a medical redshirt. Um, I got my bachelor's in dietetics because I want to, you know, be a registered dietitian someday um, and eventually have my own private practice. I want to practice in California. Um, most honestly, probably like in SoCal. That's like my dream to live there. Um, besides that, um, I run a blog that I just do for fun. That was actually one of my um, school assignments was to create um, a nutrition like um internet like website type of um, education tool. So I chose the platform doing it on the blog and I kind of just kept up with it once I graduated. So it was cool because, you know, basketball takes me to so many different places. And I was always the one like with my camera, all my teammates used to make fun of me because, you know, the phone eats first. So um, that's where I just like to post um, just more about like my life because I do enjoy being an open book and like, you know, your story always helps somebody out. Um, and it's like, it's where I like to post my photography. Um, I even do like um, nutrition eBooks for people. Um, so like, that's all that. And I recently, you know, just stopped playing basketball. Um, my last game was in March of this year. Um, so that was really tough, but um, it was weird because it's like, I've just been an athlete for so long um, and the summer was kind of weird just adjusting to that like kind of like who am i because that was such a big part of my identity um but then i had the idea to start dillies which is my clothing line and i've always wanted to do like clothes and stuff and design and everything um and it's funny because my dad he sent me like little like doodles that I used to do when I was younger and they look so bad but it's just funny how like life comes like full circle like that um but I'm doing that now and it's kind of like my little baby so I don't know it's just what I've been putting a lot of my energy into um while I'm starting to look for um internships and apply to internships so I can complete my um dietetics exam and become an RD so yeah Unc kept the receipts. <laughs> he kept the receipts all the way back to when you was a baby. That's funny. Yeah, he does that. He's the best. He's very sentimental. But uh, that's awesome. You know, that's awesome. Big Fox. Uh, you know, for one of the things that we like to, to discuss and really get into is um, the motivation, you know, especially uh, in regards to your journey. So you went from, first of all, March must have been a crazy time for you because your last game, and then that's the start of lockdown because of the pandemic. Like, like how did that affect 
Um, so yeah, March was crazy. Um, it was just a, it was just like I was going through a lot of different things at the same time. Um, uh, you know, not being an athlete anymore, that kind of hit me pretty hard because um it's like I don't know, like I said before, it's such a huge part of my identity. Um, and not so much like, you know, what do I offer the world, but like that's kind of how hard it hits you. Cause like when I got home um because of the pandemic. Like I would wake up every day. Okay, I gotta work. I gotta go work out. Gotta go work out. And it, and like, I was like, girl, chill out. You don't gotta work out. You don't got practice tonight. Like you don't got weights. Like chill. Um. So I've gotten adjusted to that part physically. Like being okay with missing a workout or being okay with you know having something unhealthy to eat. But like just mentally, I don't know. I think COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise because. If I, you know, were to watch all the games, you know, of the NCAA tournament, anything like that, and my season just ended, like, I know I would have been, like, really upset. So it was kind of like, okay, cool. I don't have to watch any basketball right now. Like, I could really, like, you know, mourn this part of my life, like, kind of in peace. But I don't know. Like, I remember in the locker room of our last game, we lost in the WCC tournament to Santa Clara. Um, I didn't cry in the locker room, which was like bizarre. And like, I didn't cry, I think, because it was like, I was okay with the ending because I knew that I literally gave it everything that I had. Like, I was such an injury prone um, player. So you just the journey that I've had just last year alone, but even the past five years, um, it it says a lot about me and my character, I think. Um, but yeah, like I didn't cry in that locker room because I was like, yeah, I really gave it everything that I had, like every inch of blood, sweat and tear, everything. Um, and it's like when you walk away from something, knowing that you gave it a hundred percent, like you could live with the results at the end of the day. You, uh, no, mentioned Santa Clara, shout out to Santa Clara, the alma mater of one Steve Nash. Yeah. ACL tear. Um, in the past week, we have seen across, especially the football landscape, just ACL tears galore. Uh, I got a, a homegirl who played soccer all throughout you know, school, got a scholarship to play it in college, tore it in college. And she made this post this week. She said, what good are ACLs except for the tear? That's what it seems like, right? Um, what was the the rehab process for you? What was that like mentally? physically, all of that, because people, uh, people see injuries and they just think, oh, well, person got injured. I guess they're on the list. They don't really think about the human aspect of it or what that process looks like. So yeah. What did that look like for you? That recovery process and rehab? Rehab freaking sucks. Like there's no, like, there's no sugarcoating it. Um, I tore it October 14th, 2018. Um, we had a Saturday morning practice and we were doing um, a one-on-one like offense to defense drill. And I was on offense and I had my best friend was actually defending me. Um, and I, you know, went past her and she caught up um, with me and I, you know, came to a jump stop, something that I always do, always, always, always. And I got off the ground, but like I that's when, you know, the tear happened, but I got off the ground and I was like, oh shoot, like 
something's not right. Like, and it didn't hurt like in that moment, but I was just like, okay, something, something's off. And when she caught up to me, she kind of knocked me down. Um, and then I remember just falling. I was just like screaming and cursing up a storm. And like our assistant coach at the time, like if you cursed even one word, like even said like damn or something, you had to do like 10 pushups. But she wasn't there that practice and I was cursing up a storm <laughs> that practice. I probably owed her like 200 pushups that day. But um, yeah, I tore it that day and I didn't have surgery until like another month, um, which was kind of nice because I had like, unreal swelling in my knee so it gave it time to kind of like cool down um but it was the rehab process was it's it, it, it's lonely it's it's a lonely road because um you know what I've learned looking back on things is like you know college basketball it's it's a business and if you're not healthy if you're not playing like you're kind of not that you don't matter but like and then the day you don't matter like you're not the player coaches are focusing on right now and that's a kind of sucky feeling because it's like you feel kind of like all alone and it's like you watch practice and all you want to do is be out there and like play and um it's like and you take everything you know you used to take everything for granted you know just being able to walk just being able to lift up your leg like I couldn't even like lift up like you know how like you kick you're sitting down and like you're kicking your legs I couldn't even do that like it was just, I, looking back on it, obviously now just perspe perspective wise, it's like, you know, I don't take all those things for granted anymore, but, you know, relearning how to walk, relearning how to run, like little things like that just really makes you grateful. And it really makes you remember that like, you know, basketball is just, it's just a game. Like it really is just a game. Like, but you still have your life. You still have your health. You still, like, you're still blessed. You still have everything that you need, but Rehab was extremely hard. Um, luckily, well, not luckily, but another teammate of mine tore hers two months before I did. So we kind of like were on that journey together. So it was like, thank goodness I actually had someone, you know, that understood in that moment what we were going through. But it was still, it was still really hard. Um, but I remember it, it was like you had to celebrate the little, the little victories at the end of the day, like you know, oh my God, like I was able to get past this many degrees at rehab today. I was, oh my God, I was able to walk today. Like you had, you had to celebrate the little things to put things into perspective because it is a long road. Um, I ended up getting a second surgery um, because I didn't hit one of my milestones because I had a lot of scar tissue. So I had a second surgery about three months later. And then I had a cleanup surgery because I broke my ankle the previous year before. And it was kind of like, okay, like, let's just clean it up all at once. So three surgeries within five months or seven months, something like that. Um, and the next season, it was like, I wasn't at 100%, but it was like, I'm just one of those people, like, I could have just had a heart attack and I'm still going to, like, play, like, still put me in code. Like, I'm just one of those people. So the next season, um, I still was running with a limp. Like, I still couldn't really, like, jump or cut really well or anything like that. But, like, I was still playing. I was in the starting lineup. I had a good minutes. Like, I wasn't complaining or anything. Um, but a lot of the complications still followed me, um, especially into – this year um, at my grad season at USF, um, but the coaches at USF, they were tremendous because it was just like, they just listened. Like, they're like, don't kill yourself. Like trying to get through practice today. Like we know that's how you are, but like, 
we need you for the game, like chill. <laughs> and it was like, it's hard because I'm such a like all or nothing player. Like I feel like I'm so responsible if something doesn't go wrong or something doesn't go right. So that was kind of like hard to me. Cause it was like, I would never ever say if I was in pain, but it was just like, you can see it in my face. You can see it in my body language. And it was like, if I wasn't the one to say something like they would just pull me out of a drill or something. So I really appreciate them because they were so just, just patient with me. Um, and that was a big shift in um, coaching staffs, which I really appreciated. But yeah, the rehab process, it sucks. It really does. Um, and I feel for anyone that has any type of injury, but it really changes you as a person, makes you value things a lot more, um, makes you not take things for granted. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a blessing in disguise. So I asked about rehab and you, you know, decided to drop a whole bunch of jewels. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I, what I appreciated about what you said uh, was you, you made a point. You said basketball is just a game. And some people may hear that and say, oh, it's just a game. I know it's more than a game. But like we like talking about here on this show, it's more than just the sports. It's more than just the highlights. It's more than just players out there entertaining us. They're humans and they're people too. And so thank you for sharing that part of your story with us. One thing we also like emphasizing on this show is uh, using your platform uh, for something greater, for something bigger. And so I, I like how you've trans transferred and transitioned that energy that you had for the game into what you do now with your Shop Dilly's line. Now, uh, what's the the heart behind or the vision behind uh, Shop Dilly's? Um, so Dilly's, it's kind of like, it's it's me like I there's really no other way to explain it than it's just me like um when I was an athlete pretty much all my life I really love being in comfortable clothes I hate wearing jeans I don't know why jeans were even created like just stop but like I just I love being in an oversized t-shirt and sweatpants like and then like, you know, growing up in Jersey, it was cold all the damn time. So <laughs> it was like, I, I just love long sleeves, everything like that. So I'm just like, shoot, like, why do I spend all this money like on Nike and everything like that? Like, why not just, why not just finally just go for it? So I decided to start, um, you know, my own line and it's pretty cool because it's like, it's everything that I would wear, which is what I appreciate about it. Um, it's not it's not me making it for somebody where I have no relationship like to it. So I make short sleeves, long sleeves, crew necks and hoodies, everything that I just live in with some leggings or some running shorts. <laughs> it's just what I live in. Um, so that's pretty easy, but um, the t-shirt and um, hoodie market is very oversaturated. So I had to think about ways that would make me kind of stand out. Um, and that's kind of how I, thought to put you know music codes on my clothes um, because I feel like there's a vibe for every single thing in life and I'm just one of those people I love making playlists I love listening to new music um, but besides that I just feel like you know I'm one of those people that like I, I enjoy conversation I enjoy trying to pick your brain and learn you know everyone has you know knowledge to offer um, and I feel like music is one of those things that just gets it just gets people talking whether it's about the artist or the lyrics or the beats or the genre anything like that it always gets somebody talking and I feel like you know we're all different and just the the political climate and the social climate and everything that we're in right now 
um, where things are just so, you know, one side or the other. I just feel like music is one of those things that just brings people together. Um, and that's kind of the whole, the biggest um, differentiation about my, you know, my clothes with other people's brands. Um, and so, so far I've only had one drop and the second one comes out next week, but like I said, it's just a vibe. So the second one, it's the Sunday morning collection. And that Sunday is one of my favorite days of the week. Um, it's where I like to, you know, go to the coffee shop, do my homework, like just chill out or even if it's raining. So it's just every single theme that I have is a part of me, something that makes me me, something that describes me. Um, and I feel like it just no matter what it is, it resonates with somebody in some kind of way. So it's so cool to just be creative in that way and just, you know, put all my um, creative energy into it. So I'm very happy that I decided to just go for it. So, oh, first yeah. of all, don't say just only one drop because <laughs> folks don't even <laughs> get to one drop, much That's less awesome. sell out, yeah. you know, and much less sell out. And it wasn't your whole family that bought your stuff up. Yeah. Okay. So, Congratulations on Thank that. And Second, it wasn't me. I just bought Sunday four morning. items. I only bought four items. <laughs> you, bought four. Four. you just bought four. You know, four, four, the, four. The one, right? Right. <laughs> she had a lot more. They just sold up <laughs> with the a, a banana. It was crazy. Trust me. I, 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 I did. I did. He, he sent me pictures. It was crazy, too. <laughs> I had to rush because I saw, I think it was the crew neck. Everybody bought larges. That was like gone. And yeah. I'm like, yo, it, she just posted this on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, extra large is what I wanted anyway. So <laughs> I want sold XL. But honestly, it was so exciting to um yes. to, to see to see your drop and to see just the amount of attention that that it drew. And I was I was also on my own and the others in the chat, I was bragging. I was like, "Yo, this is so dope!" Like she has music codes on the on the clothing, and that's fire. That's so unique. That's so new. And it took me a while to recommend because I know I had to ask you again. Like, wait, what is it that like? How does that work? Because I never used Spotify codes before, and I love Spotify. So with the the second collection about to drop. What are, can you give us a hint as to some of the song selections that you're going to have? Yeah, for sure. Or so, the artists you're going to um, it's a lot of, I was, okay, I was really excited about this collection because I was able to put more black artists, which I really enjoyed um, doing that. So it's a lot of Ari Lennox, Lauren Hill, um, John Mayer. Um, Milky Chance, uh, who else? Um, J. Cole's on it, um, Janae goes on it. So a lot of that, you know, soft indie, soft R&B type of music. Um, the type of music that, like, you would just want to hear, like, on a, on a rainy Sunday morning. Like, it's just the whole mood, and I'm just so excited about it. But, like, I, I'm really happy that, like, just the Spotify like codes just really worked out for me um, because I just think, I just love sharing music with people. And it's like, um, I've been getting a lot of good feedback. Like, yo, like this place is so good. Like it puts me in a good mood. I was like, good. Like that's exactly what I'm going for. So yeah, this, the code to me, the codes are the best part, but I mean, everyone else likes the clothes, which is cool, but. <laughs> 
if you do a Sunday morning round two, I need some like gospel on there. Some, you know, some secular St. Kirk Franklin, you know, just a little. Oh, some, yeah. Just some that's that's all I'm saying. That's 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 all I need. For sure. Need. I'm probably I'm probably going to do like a Christian collection most likely coming out. Probably. Oh, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. GP, are you with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we out of church. We don't know what. OK, I respect it. I love it. I love I love it. I love it. Uh, Thank you. Would that be the January first selection collection? Uh, we gonna start. We gonna start twenty twenty one with a with a Christian uh, collection. I might. I just might because you know November. I okay. I'll give a little sneak peek. But November is probably gonna be the athlete collection. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive info you can only get on this show right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. So. November is going to be the athlete collection just because um, it just that's when season comes on. Like, you know, just me being an athlete, that's when season comes. So I'm excited about that one um, and just having a lot of university colors, block letters. And I'm really excited about like the music because it's going to be just very like game day playlist. So a lot. I'm acting a fool, and we're going to need that distraction because the election is in November. Yeah, for sure. World going to blow up. We're going to be out there hooping. Okay, that's all I got to say. Right. So, yeah, that's I'm excited for that. Is it going to be good? Sunday morning, watch for that collection dropping October 1st. October 1st, dropping on Nigerian Independence Day. That's another collection we're going to need. We're going to need the back home collection. That's what we're going to need. The back home collection, I'm buying everything. I'm buying up the whole joint. We yes. Just Trust me. I have, I have so many ideas. You don't even know. You don't even know. So Listen, the future is bright. Doing. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. You were already a friend of the show and family, but now you are a friend of the show and family to all of our viewers and listeners. So y'all check her out. But with that being said, let's get into some particulars of the world of sports. First of all, since it is, it just happened. Okay. Let's talk real quick. Some good old fantasy football. Okay. For our listeners, if you've been paying attention, a few months ago, we mentioned that we were going to go ahead and have Fantasy Football League amongst the SSAW conglomerate family. Okay? I said conglomerate. That just sounded, it sounded official, you know, conglomerate, you know. Okay? Week two has come and gone. All right? And we have seen some results. All I know is perfection is in the middle name of Osa and Abe. We are Osa perfected perfection and abe um abe do me a favor and give a rundown of the scores from week two just a quick rundown of the scores from week two just so the people know that there are no games played on osa and abe and yes i did rhyme that so on purpose first of all, so first of all you're looking at uh one of the only undefeated teams in the league two and oh two and oh However, we are no longer the highest scoring team in the league either. That's all right. It's okay. Um, but I won't get part. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I won't get particular scores. But I will say Olsen A uh, beat Cover Zero. Hi, Jay. Hey, Henry. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Brandy. 
Uh, Sup. The Craft Factory got their first double of the season. Um, Rocco and, and Obi, also known as Rokobi, uh, they got they they got a massive dub, put up two hundred. The first team to go to get to two hundred, they beat Diamond right. Talk, who is no longer undefeated. Then uh, we have SSA HQ finally won a game. Shout out to them finally winning. Ace Gibson and CJ, y'all finally know what victory tastes like. Unfortunately. It means that Riley and uh, Matt of Full Court Press still have zero in that win column. Zero. A big fat zero. Hi, Riley. Zero. Zero and two. Zero and two. Um, and I'm missing. Oh, Ringside may have took the L to uh, to, to King of Fantasy. Shout out to James G for getting that first dub. Um, so all in all, the most important thing is, is that Olsen and Abe are undefeated and they're going to win the league. Um, and everybody else is just last place, you know, second place, last place. If you're not first, you're last, basically. <laughs> if you're first, you're first place loser. That's all you are. It's okay. It's okay, though, for the rest of y'all. Some of you may say, be humble. Listen, we had that number and nine fantasy? pick. Okay. And I'm in fantasy. Yeah. We had yo, the nine yeah. So, Delapo, we had the ninth pick, you know. Out of the out ninth of pick, we had the ninth pick. I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. Oh, yeah. We were sitting here on, on selection Wednesday, you know, on, on selection Wednesday, and on our own program, we had to hear that we had the ninth pick out of 12 teams. But you know what? It's okay. We weren't worried. We had our game plan, we had our strategy. Okay, listen, we in here. We in here. If, if we I, were to go back to that episode, you can see our reaction as the picks were announced because we decided to do a lottery draft special and you know i was saying that we'd be top five you know because first of all how are we not top five but <laughs> fate had a different had a different answer you know and we ended up going ninth and i would there was i won't i will admit there was a little bit disappointment but look at us now two and oh and james i see I'm you i'm not worried i see you i'm not worried I have no worries. I I'll, I told I love you guys. You, man. I, I had no worries because I already knew exactly the plan, what to do to the, to draft. I, I had different strategies and counters, and so far it's working. We made sure <laughs> in the chat. We made a side chat. We made sure in the chat that we we listed scenarios like what would happen if we had the number one pick. What if we were top five? What if we were the twelfth pick? All that you know, we were prepared. We were prepared. So. You know, one thing for sure, and we noticed this in the chat, is that week two, like Osan mentioned, saw so many injuries. Like, yo, know, people have been hitting the waiver wires in my other fantasy leagues like crazy because CMC is on IR. Um, Michael Thomas has been hurt, maybe back for week three. George Kittle is likely going to be back for week three. Half the San Fran starting lineup got is done for the season. It's been crazy active, but Sa I just Saquon look at the Martin. team. Yeah, Saquon is done for the season. They just signed Freeman, and I'm just looking at it like, look, for all my teams, we good. We good. <laughs> we, we the good. only major injury I have to deal with is one of the teams has Christian McCaffrey. 
it's like, all right, but, but that's why you draft well and you draft running backs first and foremost. Running back because robust. you can replace them. So running back shout out to Oakland. You're looking at your future champions. Future champions. Like like Emmanuel said, this is our motto for this is our motto at Oceda. Okay. I'm not worried. Okay. Say what you want. I'm not worried. We ain't worried out here. We ain't worried about a thing. And that even goes for you, James G, the, the, the fantasy king. We're not worried when we see you in a few weeks. We're not worried. Okay. It's, it's going to be all right. We got this. Speaking of worried, though, I got to ask this question for y'all. Last night, Lakers played game three against the Nuggets. Uh, they ended up losing 114 to 106 in a game at which, uh, in multiple points of the game, the Lakers uh, had a 20 point deficit couple of times during that that game watching that matchup a lot of folks especially after game two let, let's go back to the drama of game two okay lakers up 20 plus nuggets come back lakers end up winning on a game-winning shot by ad shout out to not just ad for the shot but shout out to rondo for a great inbounds play inbounds pass that is what the third i think the playoff third, rondo uh, play in the playoffs yeah, playoff Rondo is not. Listen, I hated Rondo when he was on the Celtics, but now you gotta love him. What? Oh, now y'all love him. Look, look at him. Like, look at him. you guys him. enjoying the fruits of our labor. I don't love, Rondo, but I love me some Rondo right now. So you look at. I think it's the third third game winning shot this playoffs um, off of an inbounds play. As a matter of fact, so great, great to watch. So the Lakers come out and have that great momentum off of that. And then they come to game three and they came out kind of flat and they end up losing. They stormed back. They stormed back to cut the lead to three and then just got blitzed and into, I think it was two run to close the game out. Are you guys concerned about the Lakers in this series? Are you worried? Now, put your biases <laughs> aside, okay? Especially you, Abraham. Put your bias aside. Are you worried? I'm going to say no because it depends on game four. Now, look, we all know if the Nuggets go down 3-1, I'm not with it, but they like being down 3-1. That's all I got to say. Emmanuel, you worried? You don't look worried. I think that's your motto today. I'm not worried. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not really worried. Um, but my only thing that I'm slightly worried is they have to keep the energy they had from game one and bring it into, especially with the energy they had in that fourth quarter when they had that huge run to nail it to, oh, like you said, when they was down to three points. Lakers have to play that consistent energy. Right now, Denver is like they're matching it, and then they're they they played like it was a game set game seven last night because obviously if if they're down three zero, the odds are even worse compared from you know obviously being three one down. But uh, Lakers got to prove their free throw shooting. Uh, they uh, LeBron had I believe five or six turnovers last night. He had six turnovers a game too. Uh, they have to cut that down, Kuzma. I believe he's more in, in terms of the plus and minus. He's been the negative lately, and if he would have hit that big that big shot where he hesitated, 
that could have been what well, I believe a one point game. If I'm not yeah, we cut it to one point because yeah, it could have been a one point game. So uh, I, Lakers had to prove on that, and then the lack of rebounding, Denver out rebounding them in that game. So that's something that that the Lakers are gonna have to like work on their energy being consistent in order for them to win the series. But in a way, I feel like this loss is more of a wake up call for them because. I think they realized we have to have this consistent energy in order for them to win a championship, not just Denver, e- either Boston or um, the Heat when they go when they go into the finals. They have to come up with that consistent energy in order for them to win a title. But yeah, that's, that's all I have to seven. Say. Boston and seven. To quote the departed, deceased songbird Whitney Houston, "Crack is whack." Abe, stay off of it. Um, <laughs> I would rather see Boston in the finals if I'm the Lakers than the Heat. The Heat got the Heat got some dogs. Not saying Boston doesn't, but the Heat got some dogs. I agree with you, E man. Like that that energy, they got to keep up because it's not looking pretty right now. Um, that lack of energy and that, those drops that they have when it comes to the energy. That fourth quarter, Rondo had I think three steals in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Lakers went to a zone. Great call by Frank Vogel and the staff to move to that zone and they were locking up and then they just fell flat. The run fell flat. Here's my biggest frustration with the Lakers, especially in the fourth quarter, especially in crunch time. If LeBron James and Rajon Rondo are on the floor at the same time, I do not want to see LeBron James bringing the ball up court. I do not want to see LeBron James playing point because Rondo ends up in the corner like he's a spot shooter and he's not. I'd rather see Rondo bringing the ball up court and LeBron sit your butt on the block or the high block. You got Jamal Murray on you. Back him down, okay? Stop yo-yoing the ball up and up uh, at the top of the key like you're uh, James Harden and shooting that weird little step back, uh, you know, fadeaway jumper. I don't like it. I don't. You got Rondo, who's got NBA Finals championship experience, just like you, LeBron. He's got NBA Finals championship experience. Put the ball in his hands. Put the rock in his hands because ninth that's where the playoff exists too. Dude, I'm just folks act like Rondo ain't been there before. This is why, and this is why the LeBron stands are probably gonna hate me for this. It is what it is. This is why I question LeBron's basketball IQ. I see stuff like that. When I see you have a mismatch and you decide to hang out at the top of the key, dribbling. No, dude, LeBron, get on the block. You got at least 50 pounds on Jamal Murray. Back him down. But hey, I digress. I digress. Delop, I have to ask you. Please um, ask. Her. In college, did you guys play a lot of zone or man? Um, I would say more zone, and then, I mean, sorry, more man to man, and then, depending who was it, who it was against, I would say we did a matchup zone, not really so much just regular zone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy playing man to man more. And zone, but zone is cool too because you know you're chilling for a little bit. You don't work as hard as man to man, but yeah. Real rap. But how do you feel about this uh, Lakers Nuggets series, Delapo? I mean, it's entertaining. I, I no no bias for real over here. I'm just enjoying watching. Um, but I hope the I'm Lakers glad you didn't it. say you're a Lakers fan. Yeah, I, I mean, but I mean, I kind of do hope you know the Lakers, you know, win. But I, 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 I don't have, I don't have any bias at the end of the day. 
Good answer. You're definitely I'm a friend of the show now. You're yeah, a friend for no, real. No, nah, hold on. Uh, no, nah, slow down. Friend slow down, for slow real. Down, hold on. Hold on. Friend hold for on. real. You can handle <laughs> your family issues <laughs> off the show. Friend <laughs> of the show for real. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll say this though. Shout out to to AD once again. Like I mentioned for that game winner. Uh, watching the way that play developed. Just how, let me dive into X's and O's real quick on that play, real quick, because it, it brought joy to my heart. And full court press crew, they'll probably dive even deeper in on it. But here we are. 2.1 seconds left to play. Lakers run an inbound play. Rondo inbounding. LeBron plays as a decoy. AD notices he has who else but Mason Plumley on him. So he runs around that LeBron screen. Plumley gets caught on the screen. Jokic is left out in no man's land. Everyone hates being in no man's land when you're on the defensive end. AD pops out to that corner for that corner three that he's hit, that he hit three other times during the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, two other times during the fourth quarter. He scored the Lakers 10 final points, final 10 points. Gets that inbounds bounce pass from Rondo and stroked it, nailed it, comes back up the court. And what does he yell out? Kobe! And they did it in the Mamba City uniforms. Blessed my heart. That was that was that will go down in Laker lore and Laker legend for sure. Okay, for sure. So for one night, we all had a moment where I think we could all come together. Laker fans, Celtic fan, Clipper fan. Well, well Clippers, they God bless them. Hopefully, uh, whether you hate the Lakers or love them, that was a great moment considering the year that we've had, considering the loss of one Kobe being Bryant to see a moment like that. I appreciated it. Hope y'all did too. Okay. Uh, last but certainly not least, along on the basketball side of things. Okay. Let's not forget about the WNBA because we do have a woman's hooper here on the show today. WNBA, I've been uh, always been a fan of the WNBA from day one. It's been great watching the playoffs. LA Sparks got upset by the Connecticut Sun. So at this point, now we are in, I think it's conference finals mode. You got the Lynx and the Sun playing, and you got, I'm sorry, the Lynx and the Storm, and you got the Sun and the Aces, okay, playing. The Aces, I think by all accounts, are most people's favorite, but the Storm, you cannot count them out. They got a stack lineup. I mean, you got Brianna Stewart, Sue Bird, the WNBA point goddess, right? Um, Jewel Lloyd, like they got a stack lineup. I don't know who you guys got going to the to the WNBA finals at this point. Give me Storm versus uh Aces. Aces. Come on. I mean, Ooh. we do have to we do have to comment on the Storm with their with their buzzer beater by Alicia Clark that put back buzzer beater. That was crazy. That was wild. That was that wild. was wild. Um but we also yeah. have to look at the MVP Asia Wilson and she had seven blocks. Like who Apparently, uh, Lisa Leslie called her up to congratulate her <laughs> because she that's third most, third most in the in the postseason yeah. game. Um, yeah. Number one being, of course, Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, yeah. And then I think two is Lisa Leslie, who's done it like three times. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Aces versus Storm. It's gonna be beautiful. You know, Riley's a big Storm fan, rightfully so. He he threatened me that if we don't mention it. There's going to be issues. So, you know, I decided, like, 
We'll talk about the we'll talk about the storm. We'll give Seattle some love for I mean, sure. Before football season started, though, the storm was all really ha- Riley had to root for. So I mean, <laughs> aces and storm though is what we want to see. The aces are doing it without Liz Cambage, by the way. Like they with her in, they are definition of twin towers. Her Asia Wilson, like they're no one's st- no one's coming inside on them. Okay. Scary thought, scary proposition. Delapo, what you got? What you got for the, this WNBA finals? I think Storm and Aces as well. Um, I was really upset though that the Sparks um got out, but because I love you know Candace Parker, but I was really upset about that. But I think the Storm honestly might win it all. Shout out to the Storm if they do. The city of Seattle needs some joy. Um Sue Bird, you know, on a comeback year as well. I think it would be impressive to see. I got this question for you, real quick, Delapo. Before we wait, 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 real quick, Delapo. You don't happen to know Candace Parker personally, right? Just no. Abe, Abe, sit down. Sit down. Yo, she's been my favorite WNBA. Go and log off. She's been my favorite WNBA (laughs) player. Actually, my favorite women's basketball player since her Tennessee days. Because she was born in Tennessee. So no, I, I was if, if if you know I'm just saying I would love to meet her is all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> before you you meet her, Delapo, I got this question though. Where do you rank Candace Parker all time in terms of WNBA players? When it's all said and done, where do you think she's gonna land? Oh, all time, um, definitely top ten, but I don't think she's number one all time. But Ooh. definitely top 10. You got number one all time. And that's a list too. Oh, uh, I don't. That's hard. That's really hard. I can't even. I mean, Tarasi, but. Oh, I, 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 I can't. I can't. You already made me choose like the top five rappers. I was like, okay, that's, that's enough. He's but... trying to cut you up. That's what. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> the streets is talking. Shout out to Diana Tarasi. <laughs> Local legend, you know, went to Don Lugo High out here in Chino. She, yeah, you can't count her out. I feel yeah. another season or two left in her, but she's unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I can see that. That's I respect that. I, I respect that. The WNBA, though, people really sleep on the WNBA. They have had some great players come through. Imagine if the WNBA had started sooner and we got to see like a prime Cheryl Miller. Like I, I can't even imagine. Man, I wish. Oh, I wish. A legend. A legend. A legend. She better than Reggie. Um, so folks. I won't argue that. I, you can't argue. I, I'm not going to argue it. Okay, I'm not going to argue it. I like that number one pick, though, for greatest all time in WNBA history when it's all said and done. I think What's-Her-Name might have might have had a chance at stealing that away if she didn't step aside to do the work that she's doing now, uh, Maya Moore. Maya Moore, and yeah. Shout out to Maya Moore. Not maybe right. maybe she makes a comeback, you know. And, uh, she's definitely wedded now. Yeah. And, you oh, know, yeah. she, she it's wiped crazy. Top 10 for... Her career is 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 short, short compared to the others, but just how impactful of a player she was, how skilled she was, and then when you include her college resume, like mm-hmm. I hated woman UConn women's basketball. I uh, hated oh, <laughs> oh, just 
you know, especially in the Big East, you know, I'm I'm pulling for Rutgers. I'm pulling for the Lady Knights, you know, to to get it done. And it was just UConn Huskies, just always the Lady Huskies, always in the way. It was just boring after a while. It was. It's <laughs> like, yo, can someone knock them off? Yeah, take a L here and there. Come on, Gino. Like, take a L here and you there. Don't need to run the, the, you don't need to run the gauntlet every yeah. single season. So whenever they lost, oh, I was the biggest fan of which it was when Baylor did it. I was so hyped. Yep. Oh, uh, shoot. I was like, oh, my God, UConn lost. It was big days. Like, oh, yo, UConn lost. Were? Yes, they did. Really? Yo, let's party. And now uh, it's more parody now. Yeah, it's more there's parody. more parody. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. It. They, they finally the, the mystique of UConn has finally, like, faded away. People want to go elsewhere. And, you know, Oregon is, is top is top tier team nowadays. Yeah, uh, Notre cool. Dame for the last couple of years have been top team. Baylor, of course. You know, Maryland's been sneaky. So it's, it's, it's great to see the parody. Shout out South to Stanford. Stanford, they had a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perennial. Shout out to the Gumake sisters who did yeah. their thing. Hey. hey, I will say this though, okay, before we we transition. Also, shout out to Maya Moore, first woman to sign that Jordan deal, okay, opening the way, paving the way for some women on the Jordan brand. So I'm just waiting for another woman to get her own solo shoe deal. I don't know. Maybe Dillies will end up dropping a shoe line, and that's how it happens. Who yeah. might? Who might? Right, wait, yo! If you do, can you make like? Can you you make a good selection of size fourteen and fifteens in men? Because yeah. for, like, for your boys, it's a struggle. I got you. It's a struggle. It's a I would struggle. pull these J's off my feet right now and show them in the screen, but they're gonna take up the whole screen. It's you just gonna see the yeah. logo. That's <laughs> it's it's tough out here in these streets. It's crazy. You don't really notice it until you like take a step back and you look at your shoes and you're like, "Golly, those are some massive, some massive shoes." Like I, I was looking at my Dame Fives the other day, um, all gray, and I was like, "Wow, that is." Now I get why people used to say, "Oh, hey, you, you got clown feet and whatnot," because it, it low key, those the are some big world. shoes. But anyway, when you yep. drop that shoe line, we in there. You know, Start with slides. We in there for sure. Start with slides. With that being said, though, folks, <laughs> shout out to E-Man. You know what time it is, y'all. Let's step up into the room now. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that just like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. Yes, you guys. Now, this is pretty. The latest was it's been a yeah, lot. We official out here. We official out in these streets. <laughs> we got we got intro videos and everything. They're dope. They're really dope. <laughs> shout out so, to Cecil, our producer. Yeah, shout out to Cecil. Uh, so the uh, the Nets they're putting a trade package together to acquire Drew Holiday. There's been some rumors about that. Now, supposedly it includes Spencer Dinwiddle, Jared Allen. Dazan Musa in a first round pick. What do you guys think about 
that offer for Drew Holiday to the uh, from the Pelicans. Do it. Do it. Do it. I wanted Drew Holiday on the Lakers this past offseason. I wanted the Lakers to pick him up this past offseason. Didn't happen. I still think potentially, I don't know what pieces the Lakers would. No, I do know. For sure, send over, send over Kyle Kuzma. I would, I would still like to see him in a Laker uniform. This is not off of any bias or anything. I think he would. I think it would be good, especially for the future of the team. You throw him and AD had already played together in New Orleans, New Orleans, you know, then playing together in LA in the bright lights. Drew Holiday, we do know, wouldn't mind coming back home to Southern California. So it'd be an easy handoff of the torch from Braun to those two. And eventually when Braun retires, they get a third third piece and boom, shakalaka. We in here again. But, you better uh, hope Pelican, he doesn't go to SoCal and choose the Clippers. The Clippers, who are the Clippers going to give up in that deal, though? That's Oh, I mean, you just said it, but he, here's the real deal in terms of it, okay? I just want to see if David Griffin is actually going to Okay, David Griffin, as we know, makes some great moves. He's a great businessman. I think also potentially if they get rid of Drew Holiday, I think they should, you know, maybe get rid of Lonzo, too. Send Lonzo over to Phoenix, but what do I know? Anyhow, keep going. All right, next one. The 76ers, they have expressed interest in Buddy Hield, and they also have trade interest for Lou Williams. I don't know how that's going to play that. Oh, they're going to send Lou back to the place where he started. Okay, Lemon they Pepper need, Lou. They back need Lou. They, they need, need Lou. Lou. They do. They need they some shooting. Need Buddy, they need some shooting. Let's be honest. The team that they had that made that run, okay, you had J.J. Redick, reliable shooter. Uh, who else did they have? They had another shooter, but they had shooters. This season, Dario, Dario Saric. There you go, the yeah. homie Dario. But they don't have shooters this season, so you you and you playing big time. It's your big showed. time, and I still believe they need to to pick between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You need to pick one or the other. They both cannot coexist on that team. It is what it is. Pick one or the other and let you Ironically, though, their best year statistically was, I think, 2018 was with them together. That was their best year. Otherwise, it's deteriorated, and part of that has to do with lack of shooting. I mean, if you keep MB and surround him with shooters, he's a good enough playmaking big to make it work. You exactly. Know? Now, if you get rid of Embiid and you build around uh, Simmons, I assume you move Simmons back to the four. That way you can have legit guards and just let him be a playmaker. But he does, like, shrink the floor a bit because he's afraid to just put it up there. Right. I'm still of the belief that a healthy Joel Embiid is the best big in the league, at least on par with AD because they can both play both sides of the ball really well. But I just love Embiid's footwork, and he's not afraid to get into the paint unlike someone else in L.A. Hey, that's not that's not even shade. That's just facts. Yeah, I, I'm tired of folks playing soft out here. Get down low. Listen, call up the dream. Call up Akeem the dream. Okay, make that phone call. Have that conversation. Get that training. Get in the lab with them, and dominate. That's all I gotta say. Also, another one: the Clippers are a possible free agent suitor for Marcus Saul, and they're also targeting Derrick Rose. I could see Derrick Rose. I could see both of these options for them. Honestly, I can see it, especially with my Montrez. I'm going to get to that with Montrez. Uh, speaking of Montrez, I might as well say it now. 
<laughs> Raptors are expected to pursue Montrez Harrell um, as well, uh, which, I mean, that would be a good move for the Raptors. And the Hornets, they're expected to pursue Serge Ibaka. Uh, I, I search, I search to stay in Toronto. That's my personal thing. Just, just stay in Toronto. I think he's in a good, very good situation. Charlotte, I just don't see where they're going with it. I just don't I, see it. I still haven't figured out what Charlotte is trying to do. I yeah, really haven't. I'm not. I'm not sure what they're going with. They're I mean, Terry Rozier, scary Terry is look more scary than actual Terry. Um, at this point, I really feel the future of the team is to build around someone like a Devonte Graham and uh, what's his name. Miles, PJ, is it PJ Miles? PJ Washington and Miles Bridges. There you go. PJ Washington and Miles Bridges. Look at me. I combined both of them. I think building around those three is solid. I don't see what a, an Abaka does for that team because even though Abaka is a vet, he, Abaka doesn't come across as that guy who has that, I'm that veteran pool and I'm going to pull this team together and we're going to, you know, I'm going to be the mentor that come under my wing and we're going to make this happen. He doesn't have that feel or that vibe to him. That's what but they he's need. still a good defensive. Oh, absolutely. Big oh, still. Perennial, so, you know, can't go all, wrong. Yeah. Perennial all, you know, NBA all, all, all NBA defensive team got kind of guy. He's of course, we know improved his jump shooting. So he, he can do that. I just don't think he's that piece that they need to take them to the next level. But I don't know what's what's going on in some of these GM's heads. I'm of the firm belief. I'm just going to throw this out there right now. As much as teams look at a coach's record and they'll use that to, to determine whether or not he should go, I think teams need to start looking at GM's records and determine whether or not, hey, you know, your record in, your, in, in, in the time here at the team, as much as we got to get rid of this head coach, we got to get rid of you too as well. So I think that's that should be next on the block in terms of NBA personnel discussions and conversations. Now, I agree, especially with lack of accountability. Like people, you know, with particular coaches being fired for what? Like look at Benny, uh, Billy Donovan. He got a job yesterday with Chicago, which was a, which a solid hire. It was a solid hire for Chicago. I think he's going to improve that team. But it depends if, if Levine goes or not. I mean, we, we already know our opinions on Levine yeah. uh, him going. But if he's able to stay, then I think uh, the Bulls will be, you know, I, I want to say they'll be in the playoffs, but they'll be in contention for the playoffs. And depending on what pick they get, the number four pick in the draft, uh, the which is to me, that's, that's, to me, that's a more wild card. I think that's a, the, the wild card pick in the draft because you pretty much have an ideal order between the first three picks. Obviously, it's, it's expected Anthony Edwards should go number one to Minnesota. And then uh, – it could be Lonzo, Wiseman, or even uh, that one big from U- USC could climb up the draft boards. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he could. That, that's a possibility. So, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, in the Warriors, they could just trade that pick and get some more assets in return. Um, so, I mean, the Warriors have options. They could swing the draft by that. They have to try to see if somebody wants to get LaMelo or somebody else. And then the fourth pick is really where you go. Can you go a top international prospect or somewhere else? Don't talk about the Warriors. I'm sick. I'm sick. The Warriors find a way to re-up. Fine. Think about it. They came off that L. Who did they get? They get Kevin. the rich get richer. That's yeah. all it is. But but shout out to Bob Myers, their GM. Speaking of GMs who do their thing, shout out to Bob Myers' GM. He's done his thing. Okay. Folks can say whatever they want. He has done his thing while he's been there. And I think he will continue to do his thing. So don't be surprised with whatever offseason splash move that they make to add to the to the collection of riches that they have. 
folks, don't be surprised when the Warriors make a run next season. It I'll never buy Curry's, but shout out to the Warriors, okay? <laughs> okay, let's switch to the NFL. Uh, just quick news. Uh, Nick Bones will, will become the starter for a week three for the 49ers. Bones for president. Shout out to CJ Quayos. <laughs> uh, Julio Jones, he did not practice today. Uh, supposedly he re-aggravated a hamstring injury. This is something. This is something. If you're a Julio Jones owner, there's something to keep an eye out on. Now, keep in mind, Calvin Ridley is the number one wide receiver in fantasy. And guess whose team he's on? I'm gonna say less, and hey, <laughs> I'm gonna say less. <laughs> and uh, also, if you guys, uh, if you uh, another receiver on the Falcons, I feel like he's underrated. His name is Russell Gage. Do you guys know Russell Gage has had 21 targets the last two games, and he's a top 12. And guess fantasy. who has him on two of three fantasy teams? We not worry. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Gage is a top 12 fantasy wide receiver, believe it or not. And he's getting a good amount of targets. He's averaging, what, 10 and a half targets per game. That's solid. That That's that's wide receiver two type targets. And if he's on your waiver wire, you better pick him up. He's a top 12 scoring fantasy football, football wide receiver. Uh, the Eagles are expected to place Jalen Rager on the IR due to a UCL tear in his thumb. Now, this is unfortunate because he had the biggest snap count among wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, and he just had a, a, a huge snap count. And now it looks like they're expecting him to put on IR. He's a guy you want to monitor. If you have an I, I, you know, IR spot, go ahead and put him there. I think his upside could be tremendous in the second half of the year. Because, um, you, you know, you, rookie, rookie receivers have a tendency to, to blossom in the second half, especially in the late like like five to six games. So like I mean I just should. picked up Russell Gage in one of my leagues. Just hey. why I hey top twelve. Hey yep. Hey top twelve. Top twelve fantasy receiver right now. Hey might as well. Um also uh Justin Herbert has been named the he should be named the starter this week because the Tyrod Taylor uh the one of the doctors punctured oh, his lung. Yo. Dude that's Stop crazy. His, I'm like what Okay, I'm done. But he I'm can't sue. That. That's the unfortunate. <laughs> exactly. Thing. He sue. Yeah, yeah he, it was, he was getting a painkiller injection, and the doctor, like Tyrod Taylor, he's had a rough go of it. He really has throughout throughout his his brief career. He's had a rough go. Of it. Okay, and then obviously, you guys, you know, SEC football. This is the first week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick uh, slate on the spread on some college football games. Um, now. We have Kentucky and Auburn. Auburn's a seven and a half point favorite at home. Uh, Kentucky is returning a lot of their a lot of their starters. Uh, I can see Kentucky covering, but I'm I'm leaning towards Auburn on the money line on that one. Next one we have Florida. They're a fourteen point road favorite against Mississippi. This might surprise some folks. I like Mississippi plus fourteen. I like the I like for them to cover. Well, Lane Kiffin's first game as a head coach of the Rebels. Next one we have what uh, Georgia Tech Syracuse. Georgia Tech's an eight point favorite. Georgia Tech has been playing kind of sloppy lately. Yeah, they did win at uh, Tallahassee, but Syracuse. I think they're. I, I, I'll probably pick Syracuse to cover plus eight at home. Um, shout out to Syracuse's quarterback uh, Rex Culpepper. Yeah, shout playing out. in his uh, first game post cancer. Those a couple touchdowns. 
love stories like that. Yes, indeed. Next one, we have Louisville. Uh, they play at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a three-point favorite. Louisville, uh, they had a, a loss a, a last week against Miami, the Hurricanes. Give me Pittsburgh minus three on that one. Uh, the Eric King looked phenomenal, apparently. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Just shout out to the hashtag Trojan Kings. I don't care what y'all say. And, <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> next one, we have Central Florida. They're a 27.5-point favorite against Eastern Carolina. Um, I'm leaning toward the point this game, but if I had to pick, game, I'm going I'm to take the spread. Twenty, I'll take the 27 and a half. I'll probably buy down the half point with both minus 27. Uh, that's next, embarrassing spread, to be honest. <laughs> that's like, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of high. It's, it's, the spread's kind of high. That's like Bama playing Citadel spread. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but didn't Clemson play Citadel and, and uh, Clemson didn't, didn't uh, they didn't uh, cover. It was, it was like 51 point spread, and then it was like 49 to zero. So they lost. Yeah. So Citadel covered by two points. So it is like, I, I blame Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's like, dog. Yeah. I, it, it was going to be a blowout, which it was. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God, everybody knew that. It, yeah. Everybody knew that. The next game we have Georgia Southern versus Louisiana Lafayette. Remember, Louisiana Lafayette, they upset at Iowa State. Um, and they're a 14-point favorite against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern has looked horrible. Give me Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, minus 14. Against- hey, aren't they – isn't uh, Louisiana Lafayette a top 25 team right now? Yes, they're right now number 19. Hey. Yes, they are. So, I got, I got, I'm going to take a minus 14. Next game, we got uh, K-State against Oklahoma. Now, I've been, I've been pretty mixed on this because K-State, they did look horrible. Um, their last game they played, Oklahoma, they looked pretty good, but Oklahoma's a 28-point favorite. That's kind of a, a big spread. Now, my, and you know, historically, K-State, they like to control clock. And then the more K-State controls the clock, it, it gets to a problem where the less probability o- Oklahoma could, could uh, you know, cover the spread. So I'm mixed on this because K-State look horrible, but they have a tendency to hold clock and – I'm leaning towards a money line play on Oklahoma. I'm I'm gonna give me give me Oklahoma. I think they're oh some for some reason it's not available on Bovada, but you could probably get it from any other uh, any anywhere else. But I'll go Oklahoma on a money line. Next one we have FIU against Liberty. Liberty looked pretty good. Their offense is pretty good. They're going more up tempo. I believe June Jones is the coach there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Give me, yeah, give me Liberty minus seven against FIU. Uh, I'm avoiding Iowa State TCU altogether. <laughs> uh, Army at Cincinnati. Now, this is I'm pretty mixed on this one. Uh, Cincinnati is a 13 and a half point favorite at home uh, against Army. Um, Army does have a tendency to cover, but I'm gonna take Cincinnati on the money line at minus 600. Uh, next one, Mississippi State. Against LSU, LSU is a sixteen and a half point favorite. Your boys from Baton Rouge, uh, <laughs> a your boys from Baton Rouge is, is that big of a favorite? Now you gonna hate me for this. I'm actually gonna take Mississippi State. This is Mike Leach's first game. I think he's gonna put some points up, but LSU wins, but they will not cover. Give me Mississippi State. That's fine like, with me as long as you don't sit here and tell the fans that LSU is losing. I'm content. No, they're not losing, but I don't believe they're going to beat them by 16 and a half. I'm, a, I'm actually going to 
uh, by by the uh, by the hook at point five and make it plus seventeen. So give me Mississippi State plus seventeen. LSU wins by ten points. Uh, I'm actually nervous to bet on these college games because of how crazy everything has been and just like man, we'll see. Now, I got Mississippi State. I think Mike Leach is going to figure out a way to get some points up. Uh, I really do uh, with that team. Next one, we have Texas against Texas Tech. Texas Tech is horrible. Give me Texas minus 17. They're, I'm buying the, the, the full point hook. They're, they're an 18-point road favorite, but give me Texas. That's too easy. I'm going to take that. <laughs> Next one, uh, West Virginia at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's ranked 15th in the country. West Virginia, when the line started, it was at eight and a half. Right now, they're a seven-point dog. Give me West Virginia. I think West Virginia has a good chance to win this outright. But give me West Virginia plus seven. I'm pretty confident that even if they lose, I don't believe they're going to lose more than seven points. So give me West Virginia on the on the plus side. Next one, we have Georgia at uh, playing at Arkansas. They're a 26-point favorite, a road favorite. Give me Georgia minus 26. I think they're going to put some points up. And Cook, I believe it's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Who's the who's going to be the starting running back for that team? And they name a different quarterback. It was not JT Daniels. I'm not. Uh, I forgot his name. You guys know his name. Uh, please uh, type it in in the comments. But they're going a different quarterback. Um, obviously Newman, uh, the transfer from Wake Forest, is not going to be a starter. I guess he's holding out for the NFL draft. And JT did, JT Daniels didn't win the job. So which is pretty interesting out there in uh, Athens. Next one, we have Alabama at Missouri. Alabama's a 27-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me Alabama, by and a half a point, minus 27. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina, I'm personally avoiding. But if I had to choose, I'm buying the hook uh, on South Carolina because they're a three-and-a-half-point dog at home. Give me South Carolina, plus four. Next one, Vanderbilt at A&M. Vanderbilt is, is horrible. Give me Texas A&M, minus 30, and by and a half, half point down. Uh, next one, Florida State and, and Miami rivalry. Uh, Miami looks good. Florida State, they're just not looking too well. I'm buying a point and a half hook on Miami. Give me Miami minus 10 at home against Florida State. Uh, next one, Kansas at Baylor. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on this one because Les Miles, uh, they, didn't, they didn't play well the first game. I think they lost to Coastal Carolina the first week. Uh, give me Baylor minus seventeen. By the wow, <laughs> Coastal Carolina. Yeah, lost, I believe they lost to Coastal. Threatening. Yeah, exactly. So give me Baylor minus seventeen. They got the they got the starting their starting quarterback uh, coming back. So yeah, I'm avoiding NC State, Virginia Tech. Uh, uh, Coach Coach Fuentes has a tendency to not uh, his team not to play well against the spread. I'm avoiding this. If I had to choose, give me NC State plus seven against Virginia Tech. I'm just not buying it. And then Troy versus BYU. Give me BYU minus 14, you guys. And should I go NFL? Because I'm already in the pick em. I don't want to give too much. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already in the pick em, but I'm, what? I'm just Just do the spreads. You don't have to do ML. Just do the spreads or the over-unders. Because, yo, I'll tell you this right now. I bet on the over-under for um, the uh, Falcons-Cowboys um, Cowboys. game. And that hit. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that definitely hit over. So, uh, obviously, tomorrow, Thursday night football, Dolphins play at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville's a three-point favorite. The over and under is at 48. Um, oh, Minshew. Minshew. Minshew's going gonna to throw at least a couple touchdowns in this game, me personally. Uh, that should be a good prop. 
<laughs> um, he's throwing over the mountain, bro. What you talking about? I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I said actually be a good prop to bet to bet the over two touchdowns. Um, at least I'll give me Jacksonville minus three, and I do like the I, I do like the over on this one. I like the over at forty eight. Uh, next one, Chicago at Atlanta. Uh, over unders at forty seven and a half. Uh, Bears defense is playing pretty good. Give me Chicago plus a bind a point half point hook plus four, and give and I'm gonna go the under at forty seven and a half. Angles at the Eagles. Hmm. Eagles is a five and a half point favorite. Give me Cincinnati a bind a point point and a half hook. Give me Cincinnati plus seven. Burrow's playing well, but Eagles uh, Eagles Eagles should win. But I don't believe they're going to win by that well, much. Well, well, do we think Eagles? I mean, all right, mind you, since the um, defense has been porous and that O line is definitely lacking, but with the recent difficulties that the Eagles have faced, and then with Rieger going to be out, could we see an upset? It's a possibility, but I'm banking on a Miles Sanders game. Which will be benefit us in fantasy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Look, Miles is gonna eat regardless. Hey, you saw Cleveland did with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, yeah. I'm ex- I'm expecting that with Miles Sanders, man. I'm just saying, I got Eagles winning based on the running game with Miles Sanders. I think this could be Miles Sanders' breakout party, and I'm hoping it is because that's we need that that W against Diamond talk. <laughs> uh, next game, we hey have- Rob. Hey Daniel, <laughs> we're about to be three and zero. Thanks for uh, being our welcome mat to that three and zero record. Appreciate y'all. Texans at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is a four point favorite at home. Houston's offense just looks too vanilla. They they, they lost uh, a lot of creativity on the offense, especially with D Hop gone. Now, really think about this. I know I'm kind of sidetracking. With Stephon Diggs out of Minnesota. And DeAndre Hopkins out of Houston, you're basically those are the two most infa- impactful wide receivers gone off their team, and both of these teams are 0 2. Yes, I understand Houston. Um, they did uh, they did play the, basically the top two teams in the AFC based on last year, which is KC and Baltimore. I understand that, but Diggs Diggs not being in Minnesota, I think you start seeing the impact uh, so far right now, but. Look, Osa, I'm giving your I'm giving your Vikings another another chance. I have them on my parlay. I'm giving. Listen, you- I know I said I know I said earlier I'm not worried. The Vikings are the one thing right now that I'm worried. I got about. you, but I'm taking them one more time on my parlay. If not, I'm I'm throwing them in the shredder in the shredder. <laughs> I throw them in the shredder after uh, week one. So like, I'm giving them one more I chance. I'm showing against. Oh. I called out. Taylor, um, in the chat, I was talking to to the homies. I was like, "Yo, Taylor's about to go crazy. I, he's going to score a t- touchdown." And lo yeah. and behold, what he do? He had like sixteen carries in the first half. Y'all was just letting him do whatever. Yeah. So you know, Minnesota is done for the season. Shout out to the Vikings. Goodbye. Be put to sleep. Sean Lowry's already campaigning for Trey Lance. So. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor yeah, Lawrence he, to, to Minnesota. I, I would love that. I would love for that to happen. To be honest with you, but is that the way? Me three. Is that the way? We gonna do <laughs> Trevor Lawrence to, to Minnesota? Just 
make something happen because Kirk Cousins, I don't like that. Okay, I don't like that. <laughs> All right, we got uh, Raiders. They're uh, they're playing against the Patriots. Patriots are a six point favorite at home over unders at forty seven and a half. Uh, give me the Patriots minus six. I- I'll take Patriots minus six. I think um, plus ten o'clock game. Raiders, you know, ten o'clock game in the uh, East Coast, which will be one one Eastern in the East Coast, but ten in, in the West Coast. So give me New England minus six. Next one, we have Rams at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's a two-point favorite. Give me the Rams, plus three. I'm buying a full-point hook uh, against the Bills. The over-unders at 47. I say that goes under. It's going to be a real solid test because that Bills right. team is, is really good. Right. They are really good. Josh Allen had a crazy game last week, by the way. Um, 49ers and Giants, I'm avoiding. Um, I'm, a, I'm personally avoiding this game. Um, if I if the over unders at forty one and a half, I'm betting the under. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm betting the under. That's the only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do with that one. Uh, Tennessee, uh, my, they're they're a road favorite against the Vikings, minus two and a half. Vikings, yeah, yeah, against the Vikings. Give me the Vikings plus three buying the, the half point hook against the Titans. This, this is your last chance, Osa. I'm taking the Vikings one more time. They need one. <laughs> uh, next one we have, well, the over-under that game, I'm sorry, was 48 and a half for that Minnesota-Tennessee game. I'm probably going to go under uh, based on the game script. Uh, watch the Washington football team. They're playing at Cleveland. Cleveland's a seven-point favorite. Give me Cleveland minus seven um, at home. Home favorite. And the over-unders at 44, I say that goes uh, slightly over. Next game, you have Carolina at Chargers, Chargers is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Herbert is start, starting, you guys. Give me the Chargers, minus six-and-a-half, over-unders at 43-and-a-half. I'm actually going to bet the over on that game. Now, by the way, Justin Herbert could be a sneaky DFS play. Could be a very sneaky DFS. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at the value, the way he played last week, uh, and you want to stack on those other skill guys, Herbert could be another sneaky guy you want on DFS. I'm just saying. Um, I'll be open to it before his price tag will go higher. Uh, next one, we have Jets and Colts. I'm avoiding this game. I'm going to take Colts. The spread is too big, though, because the Colts are minus 11, and they're playing against the Jets. The Jets is horrible. The Jets could take from Lawrence, too. So give me Colts money line. Uh, the over-unders at 44. I'm I'm going over on that game as well. Taylor's going to have a field there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Dallas, they're traveling to Seattle. Seattle's a five-point favorite uh, at home. The over/unders at fifty-five and a half. I'm betting the over because see, Seattle's defense, Seattle's pass defense is not great. Uh, Dallas secondary is questionable too. I see this as a shootout. Give me Seattle. I say Russell Wilson will have at least four touchdowns this game and will be in the MVP conversation. I know I'm. I know it's a bold prediction, but I got Russell Wilson throwing. Will be touchdowns. or already is. If he if he throws for four touchdowns this game, that puts him at thirteen touchdowns through three games. Right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going Russell. I'm going Seattle minus four, buying the full point the full point hook down. Yeah, I got Seattle at home. Next, uh, and I got the over fifty five and a half. Next game we have Detroit at Arizona. Arizona's a six point favorite against Detroit. Give me Arizona minus six. The over under is at fifty four and a half. I'm gonna go slightly under. I'm gonna go under in that game. Next one, we have Tampa at Denver. Tampa is a six-point road favorite against Denver. The over-unders at 43-and-a-half. I said that game goes slightly over. 
give me Tampa minus six on the road. Especially uh, since it's likely that Blake Boros is going to be starting for Denver, huh? Yeah, uh, that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, give me, yeah, give me Bucks minus six on that game. All right, I think this is Monday night. Uh, Packers at New Orleans. No, 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 that's Sunday night. Excuse me. Sunday night game. Packers are plus three um, at New Orleans. New Orleans is a three-point favorite. The over-under that 52 and a half. Give me the Packers plus three. Packers went outright and upset the Saints on the road. Wait, um, are the Packers considered the underdogs? Yes, they're plus three. I think it's just yeah, – How? I, I know. Folks, to me, to, folks are trying to give the Saints one more chance. That's what it is. To me, I think this is the best value. Out of all the games, I think we, all, we could all agree. Especially since it's still up in the air about whether Michael Thomas is going to be back. Wow. Aaron Rodgers should take offense to this and just go crazy. I think this line's going to go down uh, within a couple of days. Me personally, I got Packers plus three. I think that's a value. I actually got him at plus four a couple of days ago. So I got the Packers plus three, and I think they're going to win outright. Honestly, because to me, when you look at the Packers, it look like they're able to run the ball with Aaron Jones and – and then they get to switch it up and have, and have a Rod just you know sling the football. So now, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going Packers and Monday Night Football. I'm excited. The two best teams in a rematch of last season too. Yes, we want. I wanted to see this in the AFC Championship game. Kansas City finally, finally is playing at Baltimore. Monday night football. I'm gonna have to take a day off of work for this one. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> hey, I'm, just, I'm, just, hey. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna have to take a day off of work on this one. Uh, the Ravens are minus. They're a three point favorite at home. The over under is at fifty four and a half. I'm gonna go under, but I got Baltimore winning. Obviously, I know you guys gonna think I'm biased. No, 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 no. It can go. It can go. No, well, first of all, we've seen that that Kansas City Chargers game was closer than I expected. Right, exactly. So, the way Baltimore's been playing, I can see it. It's going to be a fun one. Except the only thing I disagree is is the over under. I feel like it'll go over. I feel like it'll be a high scoring game. I don't see. I don't see Ravens getting up big while also shutting down Kansas City offense. I see Kansas City at least going stride for stride. Similar to last season where Kansas City kind of just went crazy, but Ravens were able to score um, late. I see it being higher. You said it over under 54? I think it's 54 and a half. No, no, 54. You're right. 54. 54. I can I can see it higher than that. I can see something like a 30 to, to 25. Well, I can, I can see 30 points being scored by both sides. I definitely can see that. Yeah. The, the thing about Baltimore, especially when you saw Kansas City, they started off slow against the Chargers. Yeah. And you know Baltimore, they have a tendency to start fast. So there's a good possibility that Baltimore can jump on Kansas City early on. And then if Mahomes is able to, you know, able to generate a comeback, but that depends on how well Baltimore's defense is going to play at the tail end of the game. Um, that's a possibility. So I, I see that more as a possibility of Baltimore jumping them early to get like 14, 17, you know, 17, 7 or 21, 7, you know, somewhere on somewhere on that that range. And then you can see Kansas City probably trying to come back in the game, third, fourth quarter, try to make it interesting and see, and see where it goes. But I'm going Baltimore plus minus three. They got the best kicker in the game, Justin Tucker. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to that. Tucker kicks a field goal. Baltimore wins by three. It's going to be a game. 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I hope y'all paid attention and took notes. Place your bets, place your parlays. Big E-man, fuck. thank you for the rumor mill and the lines. Oh, and before we before we head on out of here too, by the way, I just want to say um a special happy birthday to my big sister, Amber. Um, love you. Today's your day. You know what she's doing for her birthday? Absolutely. She is volunteering at her church. Hey, I respect hey. that. You know what? That's 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 big. On that's on your birthday, instead of taking a day off from work, you're like, let me go volunteer at church. I love it. We, we gotta love that. So shout out to Amber. Happy birthday to you. I am not going to sing on live. I'm I refuse nope. to do that, but happy <laughs> you, you, birthday. You would mute your mic and kick you out. Happy Ooh. happy birthday to you. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. Folks, happy stay birthday. We're gonna be celebrating the birthday of the independence of our homeland. Y'all know what's up. That being said, concludes another episode of the OCNA podcast show situation ship thing. I'm your host, part well, 50% host. The other 50%, my bro, you know what's up. Thank you to our special guest, Delapo. Guys, stay tuned for her October 1st drop, Sunday morning. It's yes. going to be worthwhile. It will for sure no, sell Thursday, out. Thursday, Thursday morning. Thursday, the Thursday Sunday morning. morning collection is called Yeah, the Sunday, Sunday morning, morning collection. collection. Yeah, thank you for correcting me. The Sunday morning collection dropping October 1st, which is a Thursday. We in here. But as is our custom, y'all know what it is. One word, one thing, no, two no, words. No, no. Oh my God! Don't worry. One thing, two words. Get it in your brain. Oh, oh, oh night, 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 night. night. Yeah. Yes.